to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. And where is the Batman? He's at home watching his tights. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's <laughs> hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. Although not tonight, we're talking about uh, the Batman film. It's still like Gotham, Mates. and I'm Anne-Marie D. Simone. And that was more Mark Hamill's Joker than Jack Nicholson's Oh, it was Joker. all over the place. But You're it was trying. a Jack Nicholson line, so it was okay. We, we were doing some rehearsal beforehand. Like, I was trying to do Jack Nicholson and Christian Slater going into Jack Nicholson. I, and then I, I just went and did Mark Hamill instead. You know, I, I, I was trying to, to gain some, garner some wisdom from our guest tonight because he, he's an actor. Uh, he's currently filming The 100. Uh, he's also been on Arrow, Once Upon a Time, a uh, bunch of other stuff that I don't have up here because uh, I didn't know the IMDb. Way to be prepared. Way to be prepared. Yes, yes. But I, I, Jared Joseph, how are you doing, Jared? I'm good, man. Um, I think you just did the smorgasbord of Jokers. That was really good. Yeah, it was, I, I, I think, yeah, it kind of bled from one to the other a little bit. So, Yeah. I, I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, yeah, Thank it, you it's for great, joining us. Great to have you on. Uh, we, we met Jared or, uh, online, met Jared uh, through our greetings from Storybrook uh, Once Upon a Time podcast because he played uh, Billy the Mechanic slash Gus Gus over there. Gus Gus! And it, Sorry. It, Sorry, it, you probably hate it. <laughs> But uh, ba- basically, we had a, a, a long-running joke. Uh, pour one out for Gus Gus, because uh, he, 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 your character had a horrible death on that show. Absolutely horrible. It got ripped in half, I believe. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got so into it. We were like, yes, we're going to root for that guy. And the next episode, he was ripped in half. We were like, mm-hmm. there went that plan. Yes. There went that plan. <laughs> So. Yeah, but uh, well, it's just as much a surprise to me. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "Oh, I, I, I went in to shoot, and then I, I turned on the episode. Oh, I'm dead." Oh. <laughs> More or less, but I was happy to be there. Oh no! Nice. And I just well, realized... you get the episodes like uh, uh, you know, like uh, one week before you go and kind of thing. You know, right. I, I never knew when I was going to be back on the show, so nice. it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, since, since uh, we we'd become so friendly over there. Uh, through uh, greetings and everything, you reached out to me a couple months ago and you were like, hey, you guys do a show about Gotham. I love Batman. I should come on sometime and uh, talk Batman with you guys. And so so we finally worked it out. And uh, tonight we're going to be uh, discussing uh, Batman 89, Tim Burton's Batman, uh, the, the classic starring Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, and uh, the guy who played Joe. I forget what his name was. Uh-huh. No one knows what his name was. <laughs> but uh, we, we figured out. Uh, you know, we always start these with a riddling, rhyming episode summary, and tonight's no different, even oh, though we're not actually talking Gotham, uh, we, and the Riddler's not in this not one. Not even in it. Not <laughs> but, even thought of. But, uh, Amory, you want to go ahead and take it away, and then we'll get started in our discussion? <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Who killed the parents of Gotham's protector? Jack Napier's his name. He's a clownish specter. Can Batman stop his villainous schemes? Yes, if he buys stock in Mr. Clean. Can the Bat love? Alfred says yes. Will Bruce give up his cow for the dress? Is this the story where the Dark Knight began? Forget about Nolan. We're talking Batman. 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 Or Bat Dance, as the oh, prince may say. Oh, uh, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> but uh, Amory, I, I guess uh, you, you know we like to get an idea of what you thought about it overall when we start the conversation. And you've never seen it before. I have, but it was probably in yeah. like '93 you, or you you've know. never cared about it before. I have never cared about it before, and right now I'm scared of the '80s, and I don't <laughs> want them to come back like that. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was so scary. The yep. clothes, the cameras, mm-hmm. the no cell phones. I, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, as someone who, who actually knows the Bat mythos mainly from Gotham, yes. I, what did you think about it? Um, besides the, the 80s hate. <laughs> besides my 80s hate, um, not bad. I feel like they didn't – they completed the Joker story, mm-hmm. but they didn't complete any of the other stories. Yeah. I feel there was a lot going, we're going to throw this out, see if we – no, we ran out of time. We're just going to let it bounce in the air. No, uh, Jack Nicholson has too much pull. It's just going to be about his Yeah, character. it's like, here, we've got this guy. He's pretty well known. People like him. We're going to use him. Well, I, I know a lot of people have said that this movie should, really should have been called The Joker in yes. a lot of ways. Yes. But, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, Jared, Jared uh, let's uh, go to you next. Uh, what, what's your history with this movie? And it, 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 I, Obviously, you like it because you suggested we watch it, but uh, what's your 
your history? Like, when, when was the first time you saw Batman? Uh, the week release, same oh. week release in '89. Oh, did you? Uh, you went to the theater and everything for it. Yeah, yeah, oh, uh, with awesome. mom. Uh, but I had spent like maybe a year or two before that, just in you know, in the kindergarten or daycare, dressing up as Batman every single day, right? <laughs> nice. So, as to yeah, he was he was close to me, and then the film came out. I remember there was so much buzz around it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when, when when Jack was attached and stuff like that. Yeah. I like they did like the, the Entertainment Tonight thirty second snippet, and I remember all that stuff. You know, I was. I was really young. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, you know, old enough to resonate, for it to resonate with me. But it was the first movie that I ever had the soundtrack for. The first movie I ever had action figures for, one action figures for, you know, and uh, posters and whatnot. It, it's, it's that movie for me, you know. I know for a lot of people, it's Star Wars and maybe, you know, whatever. But this is this is mine. So it's nice. super close to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it was it was big back then too. It, 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 they call it Batmania. I think uh, you know, just, yeah. just any product you could think of had Batman on it. You know, you could it. get you could get uh, bread uh, punched out. Oh, in the shape Batman of bats. bread, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, That's bat, great. bat bread, bat bread, bat bread. They call it. <laughs> and, and you mentioned you mentioned the soundtrack too. I know Amory's uh, didn't Ugh. quite like it as much, but yeah, a great soundtrack from no. Prince. Although the, awful. Uh, what, there were there was some like a mega mix on there that, that was like I, I think a couple of the songs like mixed up together and it just like had had like a hook of like Vicky Vale Vicky Vale oh. Vicky Vale it, it, I, I remember that right. very, very clearly <laughs> no but I, I, I well the more oh, go ahead more upbeat stuff wasn't um, maybe appropriate for the film mm-hmm. it was great cross marketing for the time we know what they were trying to do right. yeah. but there were a couple of songs on there that were real like scandalous Princess scandalous for the Vicky and and uh, mm-hmm. Bruce character. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it had some heart, it had some, you know, relevance. But a lot of it was kind of like, oh, you made a Batman song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, you know. Me personally, like I really liked the the video for Bat Dance because uh, because they had like all the backup dancers. They were dressed up as like is like a uh, Batman Joker. or the Joker. Yeah, uh-huh. here I'm 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 going to show our watchers over on YouTube at live.universebox.com just a couple. Yeah, because yeah, Prince had like the he had kind of like the two face thing going on where half of him was the Joker and half of him was Batman. That's how he dresses on yeah. a Thursday. Like that's normal Actually, for him. That is his Thursday outfit. That's oh, completely Thursday. accurate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, I, I was really young when I I originally saw it too. I was uh, uh-huh. oh, I have the music on here. <laughs> uh, but no, when I saw it too, I I can't remember how old. I, well, eighty nine, so I was like seven. I think yeah, yeah, and I I, I was at my uh, my aunt aunt and uncles, and uh, the grown ups were upstairs, like uh, you know, talking around the kitchen table with coffee or something like that. And I noticed they had Batman there, and my mom had my mom wouldn't take me to see it, so mm-hmm. I, I like snuck the VHS tape and, and snuck it in and watched it. And I I believe they came in right there and caught me watching it right there at that last scene where uh, we were talking before the show, Anne Marie. Mm-hmm. I, I, where Vicky, oh, Vicky does the, the oh. trick so Batman can punch the Joker. You know, she kind of <clears> goes <throat> down. Uh, yeah. So, so, <laughs> that, so I, I got in a little bit of trouble. I can it see happens. that. But really at seven, did you have any idea what? She, no. You didn't no. get it. I thought she was tying a shoe. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> okay. So we have, oh, go ahead. No, you, no, you go ahead. Sorry. Okay, well, I guess we'll go ahead and get started in talking about the the individual characters here overall. We'll start with uh, Bruce and uh, Batman. Now, Jerry, what did you think of Michael Keaton's uh, performance in this one? Well, I can answer it as the guy I am today or the kid that watched it when I was young. I'd say answer it as the second, first, and the first, second. Be the kid, then the adult. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I look back on it now. Louis Charisma. His Bruce Mm -hmm. was a charismatic, real dude. A millionaire without asking for it. You know, I really like that approach. You know, in the other versions, it's kind of been... Stiff. He's been the guy in a suit that's, you know, the playboy. This wasn't really a playboy. This is kind of a guy who got it kind of bestowed upon him and had to just acclimate. So I always could see, oh, if I grew up to be that guy in any capacity and I just put on that suit, then, you know, that's just what it is. That's why I thought the juxtaposition between the two were, was really, really good in that regard. But, you know, it was, it was the 80s and, you know, the Tom Hanks of the world and them were, were really huge at the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if maybe he would have been cast later. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I was a huge fan of his Bruce because it, it, we talk about Bruce being just a real dude all the time. But I think his was the most real. 
Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think they, they there was a lot of controversy though because I, I believe that his big movie before this one was well, yeah, I know he I think he'd done Beetlejuice at that point maybe, but uh, uh, Mr. Mom. So he oh. was, he was known for more of like the big broad comedies and everything like that. Huh. But you know, it's interesting what you say because his Bruce Wayne, you know, a lot of Bruce Wayne uh, portrayals uh, like Christian Bale, uh, for example, or even uh, some more in in this series of movies. The Bruce Wayne is more is like a mask for Batman where in in this one I, it feels almost like Bruce Wayne is is a part of Batman's personality you know right. like it's not a mask he puts on it's just a you know a part he puts away when he puts on the suit you, okay yeah you, you know a lot of time he, he he feels like a real guy when he's acting as Bruce a lot mm-hmm. more than I'd say I th- think Christian Bale or anything like that yeah I agree a thousand percent with that actually if you think about it I mean he wasn't the most <clears throat> He wasn't broad. He wasn't huge, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go all psychological, like all psychological as you want on it. But when he put on the suit, he was a man. Where the other guy looks like a guy that would bump his head, or you know, if you saw the, the suit, the suit mm-hmm. scene, you know, stuff like that. And just, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was his. I know exactly what you mean, though. I, know, I can't. I can't mm-hmm. articulate it. Right. I know exactly <laughs> what no, it's fine. I, something else that kind of the thing that really stuck out to me about his portrayal was it, he, he's just a lot of times as Bruce Wayne, he's very aloof and goofy, but he also has exactly. he, he, he has this dark side that he can kind of switch on when he needs to, like the scene with the fire poker. Yes. Oh, my you gosh. I was just like, whoa, crazy. Yeah. But, she had to be so mm-hmm. scared too, because it was like this is not the person that I've at all talked to. Yeah, and he 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 just has those moments of intensity. Another one I can think of is when uh when the Joker uh, makes his first uh, big appearance in downtown Gotham at that press conference thing. Mm-hmm. Vicky's been stalking Bruce Wayne yeah. and everything. I and uh, you know once they start shooting people, he just gets this look on his face like I would not want to cross that guy in a dark alley. I know that's uh, very yeah, inappropriate for very Batman. inappropriate. But uh, I also thought it was I, – I, I thought, you, you know, like you said, Jared, uh, that there was a lot of subtlety in his performance. And I remembered it, mm-hmm. it, I remembered it being much bigger and much goofier uh, on the rewatch. I, I think it was as dramatic as anything he did and, and more, as nuanced as anything he did in uh, the more recent Birdman for sure. Mm-hmm. I can see that. You know, I, I'm with you, man. And, and I don't mean to, to knock the other, other takes on Bruce. But like you said, if you think about it, he's got the goof. He's got the guy who's locked in his head and – you know, Kelly's got some stuff going on. And then you got this. You had like three different versions of this guy where I feel like you maybe get one and a half of the other ones. Mm-hmm. You know, you get serious Bruce who's, you know, parading around Gotham as this guy for everybody. And then he's Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just a fun take on it, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Anne Marie, uh, what did you think about uh, this version of Bruce Wayne? I mean, you're familiar with uh, young David from Gotham. I am. <laughs> I mean, I'm familiar with enough from watching cartoons with the kids and stuff like that. Yeah, but and don't 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 uh, get it twisted or anything. Emery's seen like The Dark Knight. I've seen and, entirely yeah. too much at this point. It's getting <laughs> crazy. Um, but why is why does nobody know who he is? like? He seems unknown. No one can explain his story to Vicky. Like she's like, what is his deal? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I I don't know. He just has this big mansion and has parties that everyone goes to. What? No. He's, he's rich. He's famous. He's, they, they own half the city. Like, but in this version, you know, his, his dad was a doctor and not a businessman, Mm -hmm. which obviously he's like reconstructing everyone's face in all of the world to have that mansion. But like, I I will say that's comics accurate. uh, That's uh, comics accurate to have that gigantic house and be a doctor and no one knows him. Well, basically what it is, is Thomas kind of a, he's a doctor and then he starts branching out. Uh, it's okay. a lot of uh, philanthropy and then, uh, you know, a big practice and he has a big building in downtown Gotham and stuff like that. Yeah, but it feels like none of that really mm-hmm. happens in this. Well, it's, it's like a, a, I kind of think of it as, you, you know, uh, well, it, we just moved to Orlando, so we don't know a lot about this area. But think about Atlanta, uh, where we used to live. Did we know, like, the, the big millionaires in Atlanta, really? Did we know of them? Because we weren't No, but part she, of was ask, she was asking a reporter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she wasn't asking Joe Schmo off the she, street. She was asking Arliss the reporter. She was asking a guy who probably she should know. She was, yeah. Yeah. You know what though? Your original point was that the movie kind of passed a lot of stuff though. Right? Yes. You know, it kind of jumped right into it. So yeah. like we gotta chalk some of it up to being okay, just fast track this. He's rich, this is what's happening, they don't know him, blah blah blah. Yeah. It, you know, it could be more more of that than it is, you know, negligence. 
I know, but it was a two hour, two plus hour movie. <laughs> like they could have taken, like, I don't know. It just felt like having to explain that nobody, mm. that they didn't have a file on him and that they didn't know was harder than being like, oh yeah, this happened. Well, you, you also have to keep in mind, you know, th- this movie wasn't made uh, to be an exact representation of the Batman story. This was made, it, it was made as a vehicle for Tim Burton's yeah. vision of batman okay yeah you, you know so so uh tim so burton, i blame tim burton tim burton wanted to get to the really cool <laughs> shots that really well composed <laughs> shots with the, the the spirals and stuff yeah like that. that's that's what he wanted <laughs> he didn't want to waste time on a on you know keeping everything super accurate but, okay fine but it, it passed that you, you liked his portrayal and everything oh yeah i mean i thought it was really good it um it's funny to it was funny to see him like i mean i guess he's always so quiet Mm-hmm. But then, like, definitely the goofy stuff and pretending, you know, I don't know who Bruce Wayne is. I don't, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's good, you know. I loved it. You know, people talk about other other portrayals and say that, you know, they knocked the Bruce thing out of, out of the park. But I, I found them all to be kind of snoozers, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the Batfleck. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so much. I think it's going to be amazing. We'll discuss that later, but that's what I can't wait to see. Yeah, I, one as like uh, I, the the only uh, out of the other Batman films, and again, it's been a while since I've seen them, but the only moment that I think really t- kind of touched uh, Keaton's uh, kind of aloofness as Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. was, was the one scene uh, in I, I think it was Dark Knight uh, with Christian Bale and the two models uh, mm-hmm. in the fountain and everything like that. That yes. Yeah. Although, again, as soon as he sent those two models off, he was back to being Batman. Right. You know, all the time. Right. One issue actually yeah. – be- oh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, that that was about as close as you got away from, uh, you know, the two versions of the guy. And it was nice, it was, you know, and even buying the hotel so that you can kind of defer so that people think he's mm-hmm. a snob and he's, he's there so there's less attention on him. And he's just, oh, he's just a playboy dog. No. You know, he is, and it deflects more attention away from him. I thought that was great too. I, w- one thing I just wanted to point out before we move on to the next character is that uh, okay, did you notice that uh, anytime Bruce was sitting in front of the Bat computer, he had glasses on? Like, yeah. did did he need glasses as Batman, or did he just kind of like uh, I'll kind of guesstimate where things are? I think he guesstimated where things were because <laughs> he only had he had him on like half the time as Bruce because mm-hmm. he had he him- needed he needed um sorry. Um, he needed stonewashed denim and black turtleneck <laughs> to be Bruce, or else yes. he wouldn't be Bruce. You know, if they had panned that shot back a little farther, you would have seen, like, on the le- right side, a row of bat suits; on the left side, a row of turtlenecks. So. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> and then right. he do- and then he eventually donated them all to Steve Jobs a few years later. So, so it was good. Oh, no, I think they got to Jerry Seinfeld for the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of passed through Seinfeld over yes. Jobs. Okay, That's so, right. so let's see here. Uh, next character is a uh, well, the Joker, and uh, I mean, this is basically his origin story, which, uh, depending on who you ask, is a good thing or a bad thing, right? Uh, but what did you think of uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker overall, Jared? Uh, at the time, I knew no better. <laughs> right. You know, granted, I had seen the Adam West one. Actually, I was pretty much obsessed with that one as well. Um, my mm. mom would attest to that. But um, <laughs> you know, people people talk about this movie now, and they bring up camp, and they bring up. All this stuff, but until 2005, this was the darkest thing we ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, I was like, this guy is polarizing. He's scary. He's a boogeyman. You know, I think they yeah. did a great job creating a boogeyman. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Oh, def- I could def- at the that. time, though. Right. Mm-hmm. But I got more perspective, and I see it differently. Mm-hmm. But for the relevance of the time and what they were going for, I don't know what else they could have done, man. Yeah. yeah one thing that I kind of found interesting, and this was actually one of my points, so yeah, it leads right into it. It was just that, uh, it, like, it, it's kind of because, you know, when I think back on uh, Batman before rewatching it last night, I think, you know, Jack Nicholson is Jack Nicholson as the Joker. And he, you mm-hmm. know, stamp puts his identity on it and makes it all his own, kind of like Heath Ledger did. But then going back and watching it, you can totally see that the last live action version of the Joker we had was Cesar Romero. And you can see yeah. a lot of the influence that uh, Jack Nicholson took from that portrayal, like, but especially okay. like kind of like the last and the little hoo-hoos and stuff yeah. like that. Well, I'm sure it was coming from oh, him and Tim Burton. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's the one, you know, helping to set up that character, too. And yeah. so I think that collaboration sort of did that. I think they, they married um, Caesar version 
with The Shining with <laughs> Jack's natural charm. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't hire Jack Nicholson and expect Jack to get away from Jack. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not much you can do. You're getting Jack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Don't yeah. buy Jack. For, it, it, this is a – probably. I don't know. Up until that point, this was probably one of the most comedic roles he had ever done, too. I mean, obviously, there are points where it's completely disturbing, but there's a lot of jokes. It's the Joker, right? Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, because up until this point, he was kind of like a Witches of Eastwick, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, Jack Nicholson, and then he became Joker Jack Nicholson, making money off all the Batman toys Jack Nicholson. (laughs) (laughs) Then getting to do whatever the heck he wanted, Jack Nicholson. (laughs) Getting top billing ahead of Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we mentioned before, it totally uh, it's basically the Joker's movie. Yeah. I, one of the things that I, I thought was very interesting and very much like the comic book Joker was kind of how he gets fixated and obsessed with art as yeah. a, as a medium for his murder. Because yeah. the Joker does that all the time in the comics, like for whatever Joker story is going on, he'll just get fixated on some sort of like weird motif like that. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, uh, I'm going to make a, do a lot of crimes as a cowboy or, you know, based around television or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I, I I just thought that was very Joker like uh, to have him uh, kind of just fixate on art and uh, kind of art is murder and stuff like that. One other thing that I I did notice is just that uh, outside of a, Really, his his mm-hmm. kind of taking over of the local mob and everything. We never really see the Joker too uh, commit too much like violence directly. It, it mostly like routes out through his henchmen, and obviously in the last uh, fight scene, yeah, there's uh, a little some there. Punches are thrown, but you know the joy buzzer of death and stuff. You know, if if you knew the knew the Joker from uh, you know the best Joker story that had come out up until this movie came out, the Killing Joke, some might say the best Joker story ever. You know, he's not afraid to get his hands a little bloody. And in this movie, mm-hmm. he kind of delegates that. He's learning. Mm-hmm. He didn't – he was – he wasn't experienced in it yet. This was just the introduction. That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. If you think about it, I guess it's kind of like uh, kind of a cult leader, you know. He gets Bob the Goon wearing purple. Mm-hmm. Yes. He gets everyone wearing purple and rallying behind him, you know. Yeah, they're painting they, with him. They all had their Joker <laughs> coats on. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You, got, you got others to do the dirty work. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, so Anne Marie, uh, look at this Joker. What do you think? Of, <laughs> what do you <laughs> think of Jack? This Joker, this. I loved it. I loved everything about his creation, his origin. Like it was um, fun getting to see him go from basically just being a mobster, which not great as a mobster, um, to turning into the Joker. Like I liked the you see the progression with the gun backfiring and then him falling into the vat of goo mm-hmm. and the plastic the back alley plastic surgery and mm-hmm. he's just like whatever <laughs> this is who I am now yeah. I'm gonna skip out and be the Joker. <laughs> I'm like okay. He and he just got crazier <laughs> and crazier and then it's like Mardi Gras and he's throwing millions of dollars in the air and. Yeah, I, I did enjoy how how the the guy who kind of set him up and made him become the Joker was Curly from City Slickers. Oh, <gasps> uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't even right. catch that. Yeah, anytime I saw him, I was in actually in in all my notes for for uh, tonight's episode. I anytime I referenced him, I forget what the guy the character's name was. I just wrote Curly because that was his name. In oh, City Slickers, I see so. it now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The only reason I remember that is because the subtitle for the second one was The Legend of Curly's Gold, I believe. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> Sorry, I I'll, digress. I'll save all that for our City Slickers podcast. Please, no City Slickers <laughs> podcast. Please. Okay, so uh, Jared, what did you think about that, uh, the, the face-off uh, between Joker and Batman overall? And we can go ahead and get into a little bit about uh, you know the revelation uh, with uh, the Joker's involvement in Batman's origin, too, if you want. Are you talking about the, uh, the climactic? Showdown? Yes, yes. Hey, we can we can do that. For I mean, that's I'm really not... uh, in, until until then. It's really kind of all in the Joker's head. Very <laughs> much. Yes, it's been a, a chase. I, I was scared to go into this because you know I watch this movie once a month at least now, and <laughs> nice. it's the one qualm I have. I'll be watching the whole movie, just enamored by it, and when it comes time for the parade, mm-hmm. I start to go cook. You know. <laughs> I'll clip the nails. I'll do other stuff because mm-hmm. I think that scene goes on for way too long. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like you know? I, I think there were probably about fifty shots of Jack Nicholson just like throwing money. Yes, <laughs> over and over and over again. Yes, it was so sir. they could play more Prince music. That's why. That's where Bruce <laughs> is coming down from the air for a good 
seven minutes. Yeah. (laughs) But no, you know what? It it was, you know, what's really cool is the the cathedral Mm -hmm. and uh, the way that that, that, and along with all of Gotham and Tim Burton's world kind of set the tone for, for the future films, you know, as dark as the movie was, it wasn't, in my opinion, dark enough that when I watched it as a child, I was, I was tormented for years. Mm-hmm. But it was such a cool, cool tone and how they went up from each floor, floor to floor, and, you know, just till it gets to Jack. I thought it was really well done. A little long, but really well done. Yeah, in uh, you? I, oh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I really like the final showdown. Like, my main qualm with, with the whole, like, last act, really, is the big revelation uh, that that the Joker was the guy who shot Bruce's parents? Just because, like, for for one, it just it never comes up out through the entire movie. It feels almost like a a, a last minute studio note to Probably. make everything make sense. But it, it doesn't really even make sense because I don't think they do. They ever explicitly say that the reason Bruce becomes Batman is because his parents were killed. No, no, but they, you know, I don't. How many times did they reference the newspaper clippings? I know that he looks at it and he gets sweaty. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets yeah. he gets amped up. So mm-hmm. I think it's the driving force, but I don't think they ever said this is what drove him to do it. Yeah, it, it it just it just felt like a you know they they put that in there just to to give some closure to something yeah you, you, you know and uh, to to have the Joker's death mean something in the movie yeah but but at the at the same time like I said you know it just feels a little tacked on and actually uh, it, it caused me to have to combat a lot of misinformation for years because people were like no in the comic books Joker kills Batman's parents and I'm like no it was a guy named Joe Chill yeah and, uh, right. but, but that's just a super right. geeky complaint you know <laughs> well it's, it's kind of interesting how, how the movie uh, lays it out is this guy in a bat suit starts coming out of nowhere and doing all this stuff mm-hmm. and then two weeks later this guy mm-hmm. with clown makeup's coming out of nowhere that you know there had to be some kind of parallel and I think that it for us is like they're both nuts in their own way and oh they met this, a kid Mm-hmm. But right. it, it it did seem a little fast tracked. But at the same time, can we just talk about the, the the guy who played the young Jack Nicholson in that flashback scene and how good, how accurate that was? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like picture perfect. Like if that was in a modern film, I would have been like, oh, they CGI'd young Jack Nicholson yeah. or something like that. It, they it, nailed it. Oh yeah, like it, actually, I, I believe I've seen like a like a, a image on the internet somewhere of of that that actor next to Jack Nicholson from the original Little Shop of Horrors, which was his first film oh. and about the same age and yeah yeah total dead on. Total, oh, cool. total dead on likeness nice. okay hey, Amory, what did you think about uh the batman joker finale he outs himself to the joker <laughs> he straight up says you killed my parents and stuff like that i'm like i don't think he knew who you were yet um <laughs> but now he does now he knows who you are which i mean i know he like you know throws him off the thing and mm-hmm. he dies but what if he hadn't <laughs> he now knows your secret identity. That's like against all rules for superheroes is you never let them know your secret identity because then they come after everybody in your life. Well, well, that, that's a pretty uh, pretty common in all of the – Oh, this, I – whatever. Well, well this ori- <laughs> the, these original four Batman movies, like every movie, at least one or two people finds out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And it's usually uh, it's usually one of the villains and then one of the people that Bruce is dating. Uh, oh, well, good. We took care of that. Yeah, obviously a Vicky finds out in this film. <laughs> good. Check mark. Mm-hmm. Check mark. But yeah, you know, That's a great point, though, because, you know, Joker's death, I don't mean to spoil it if you're 30 years old and haven't seen this movie yet, <laughs> but death was unintentional, right? So what was he going to do if he just arrested the guy? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point, actually. Exactly. He straight up, like, gave it all up, <laughs> the whole thing. I'm like, why are you even wearing a mask? Yeah. And as an audience member, I actually, you, you, as an audience member last night, not necessarily when I was a kid, but as, as soon as you realize that that's happened, you're like, oh, okay, he's dead. Like, because I, I, you, you can't, there, there's yeah. no, there's no other way out of that situation yeah. without stopping the Batman story in, in its tracks. And well, but the way that it actually even sounds that okay joker kills parents dude becomes batman batman kills dude who killed parents game over no more batman mm-hmm. what else, i mean why else are we why are we going to keep going you got the guy yeah I, I, how yeah. is there a sequel <laughs> there's no need for a sequel 
I, I, kind, I kind of would have liked to have seen this Joker kind of survive, though, and maybe, you know, inspire, like, the next round of villains when he's in Arkham or something like that. And like, oh. maybe, maybe just have Jack have, like, a little cameo in Returns or something like that. That would have been fun. That would have been interesting. That would have been great, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, there would have went the entire budget for the movie. So. Yeah, just to get that cameo. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, next uh, character we wanted to talk about a little bit was uh, it, the other Bale. person who figured it out. Yeah, uh, Vicky Vale, uh, Kim Basinger. Uh, in, in, basically, Vicky Vale. If you don't know, she's a comic book character, and I guess mm-hmm. that's kind of why they chose her for this movie. But she was basically like a a low rent Lois Lane back in the fifties and sixties. That I, I believe actually they brought a, they brought her in, and then they brought Batwoman in to kind of uh, waylay uh, like the the speculation that uh, there was an improper relationship between Batman and Robin. Uh, I, from the whole uh, seduction of the innocence uh, mm-hmm. controversy that happened back then. But, you know, she never really graduated as a character past that in the comics. And she really doesn't grow much past that in in this movie either, I don't think. I, you know, it, it, they also reveal in uh, Batman Returns that she couldn't handle, like, the whole dual identity thing and she breaks up with Bruce over it. So now there's there's a photojournalist out there who's just one bad year in her career away from yeah. tell-all. Bruce Wayne is Batman right. and I slept with him. <laughs> yeah, like, I dated Batman. There you go. You're going to make a couple million now. Like, meh. Yeah. But, it, it, Joseph, what did you think of uh, Vicky Vale? Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. Hot. <laughs> all right fine i'll I give you just, that <laughs> right like I'm, I'm just i'm kind of honing in on it right now she might have been one of my top three crushes on this planet nice. many times. so uh you know i got i got that thing going with her mm-hmm. but you know it, it, it's like any other movie from that time for me especially a superhero one there hadn't been many but you know it, the guys didn't have a love interest mm-hmm. and whether he's in a pre-existing relationship before we start watching the movie or this chick shows up out of nowhere and just does an article and falls in love with it mm-hmm. just for the movie, that's fine. But, you know, I didn't really, I didn't question too much of it, you know. And I really did. I, it made sense to me. She's enamored by this billion, this millionaire when she gets to town. Millionaire mm-hmm. at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when she gets to town and they fall for each other and that's that. One thing leads you know, to yeah. And Alfred kind yeah. of pushes them together a little bit, Well, too. because I think he thought she would make him stop, mm-hmm. which is weird because Maybe. doesn't he help train Bruce to – Al he, he had her. In, in, in Gotham – Yes, I, I'm trying to block out <laughs> yeah. Gotham, which is very in, hard. In Gotham, Alfred is becoming more and more of a willing participant in the right. mission. And right. I know in a, – but in a lot of things, Alfred tries – to stop him mm-hmm. because he's like, you're going to kill yourself and fall off of something. Stop it, Bruce. But <laughs> he still had to know what he was kind doing. Of different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the whole thing. <laughs> oh, you're back. You want soup? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's like, hold on. Let me pick up your girlfriend and bring her to the house while you're out fighting crime. Like what, what is that? Right. Well, I, I mean the, the actor, I mean, he didn't have too much to throw a lot of uh, nuance into Alfred's character. Cause Mm-mm. he was busy appearing in every McDonald's and Coca-Cola commercial in support of this movie and every other Batman movie in the <laughs> series. He was that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was oh, that guy. Coke commercial. Oh, definitely. Actually, I almost uh, played before we started. I found a video copy. And uh, sorry, Jared, I don't think you'll be able to hear this at all. But I found a video copy of uh, like the commercials that were on the Batman VHS tape uh, before uh, before the movie yep. began. Yeah, the Diet Coke commercial with Alfred. And then a commercial with uh, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck advertising a mail order catalog that you had to call a 900 number. Oh. That was like three ninety nine a minute to order. Oh. And I'm sure they kept you on there as long as they possibly could. I'm sure could. they did. Yeah, but. Uh, oh, the 900 yeah. number. <laughs> this is all real. But, uh, you know, even from the first commercial, you know, you put, put, put that VHS in your way to that WB logo to get up there mm-hmm. and you're ready, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. Actually. I, I, like I'd almost completely blinked on the commercial, and then I saw I I I go to this uh, uh, subreddit on Reddit sometimes called Obscure Media where they post a bunch of old commercials and old TV shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I saw it on there, and I clicked it, and I was like, "Oh wait a second, I'm seven again in that basement," <laughs> and this is what I was watching at the time. That's right. That's right. Sweet. Okay, uh, let's see here. I, I actually, uh, Emery, I'm going to cut this one here. That's fine. It yeah. wasn't great. And. Uh, 
Let's see. Uh, be, before uh, we had a couple more, uh, just general points we wanted to make, uh, Jared. But uh, first, we'll throw it to you. Any anything that we haven't touched on yet, yet that you definitely wanted to touch on about Batman? Um, no, man. I, I feel like uh, we're covering the bases in terms of the movie goes. Mm-hmm. And, okay. You know, whatever hits us, I'm down. Excellent. Okay. okay. Well, uh, one th- one thing I wanted to definitely point out was a. Uh, I, I noticed a, a bit. This was a big trope in '80s movies, uh, where a combination of common household items like the chemicals kind of mixed together to do something awful mm-hmm. i you know it had I, I remember it happening in several 80s movies uh kind of like a, a fear of the mundane kind of thing right i i the movie i remember it happening best in was uh the incredible shrinking woman with lily tomlin mm. uh where ba- basically she i think it was marshmallows bleach and hair dye and it makes her shrink down to like Ant-Man sized, you know, to be relevant, <laughs> to be relevant, to be relevant <laughs> reference. But I, I just thought that was worth pointing out. Uh, just, just they, 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 I, that was a big trope Thing. in the eighties, and I'm yeah. not sure why. We were afraid of our common household items. Apparently, <laughs> no hairspray. Hairspray alone okay, was know, fine. Yes. If we're on it, yeah. The reason I don't question the Bruce and Vicky relationship as much, and okay. you know, where did she come from? Why is she here? It's because Joker shook a guy's hand. And uh, electrified him you know, <laughs> yeah. to his socks. You know, yeah. he, fell in, he fell in the acid, the vial, and he's got his bones. Yeah. <laughs> I let some things go. <laughs> you're, that's true. That's true. You have a very willing suspension of disbelief. Yes. That's right. Yes. I, wrote, I, I, was, I was along for the ride. You know, now, I, you know, almost 30 now. I'm not, I, 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 stuff bothers me when I watch it, you know, and I'm like, this, this, why? You know, but mm-hmm. I remember just back then, I, even now, like the nostalgia value of it will override any, you know, particulars for me mm-hmm. at this point. They're all great points. <laughs> well, like, Tim would look back on them and say, you know, I, that I makes sh- sense. I should change that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing but, is, like you said, you, you watch it frequently. It's not something that you mm-hmm. haven't watched for 15, 20 years like us. Um, yeah. So to you, it makes more sense. You're like, no, that's just the way it always is. And here we're like, that is the 80s and that needs to die. Like, that, <laughs> I'm like, that makes no sense. That shouldn't have happened. Like, that's my Definitely. struggle walk, watching it or walking. I, I, I just it. got the dogma. I got the dogma. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say I, I interesting point, though, you say about how uh, Tim Burton might look back on it and be like, oh, I changed this or I changed that. He talks a bit about it in uh, the the Superman Lives documentary that just came out oh. that's about the, his failed Superman movie. And awesome. Oh, that's right. Is that the one with Nicholas? Cage? No. Yeah, with yes. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> uh, but he talks a bit about it. And, he, and I guess the reason he decided to do like he was originally he wasn't going to come back and do another Batman. But mm. the thing is, he felt so ill-equipped to make this first Batman movie. Uh, mm. And he learned so much while he was on it that he wanted a chance. He was like, OK, that was the test one. Let's go back and do the real one now with returns. Uh. Like Now that I've learned all this stuff about how to make a Batman movie, let's mm-hmm. apply it to. Uh, this next one here uh, with returns and stuff. So I, I th- he, he he probably would go back and change a, change a couple. Of He's things. a young guy. It was super experimental for him and probably really daunting, you know. And you but, know he wasn't necessarily a fan. He talks about that a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And then why did he make a movie if he wasn't a fan? Money. Money. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Plus, he, I, I think he liked the 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 darkness of the character. And I can see that. Okay. I, he 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 thought he could imbue Gotham City with a lot of spirally things, as Tim Burton is wont to do. He does like spirally things. <laughs> That's what I was just like looking at his like what he's made. Oof. Okay. Yeah, and, for, for the second movie, though. Yes. It, it was almost like for the first movie he tried Sambuca for the first time. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And when he got greenlit to make the second one, it was like, more shots. Come on, more shots, you know? Instead of just nursing that one drink and running with that, I think he went a little crazy with it. But even that movie has its own charm and its own mm-hmm. purpose, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, but, I, I think he, I think he it, for, for returns, I think he went maybe 10% too far with the Penguin. <laughs> but, uh, like, I, I, I still, DeVito played it great, though. For I sure. love Returns. See, that's the thing. I'm actually much more familiar with Batman Returns than Batman. Oh, really? I probably have seen that, like, ten times more. Nice. So, that one I could have yeah, I got a lot of memories associated with that one, too. You know, uh, that was Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. That was her introduction to my world. Yes. Mm. That was a big, big happening. And, um, <laughs> again, with the poster. 
the posters and the action figures and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. These two movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember the year that came out. Uh, it, when, when I was a kid, uh, it was the first year for Christmas. Instead of getting us presents, my parents just gave us cash to oh, go hey. get what we wanted. And I went and got like all the Batman Returns toys I could. Like oh, I had Penguin's like duck boat thing mm-hmm. and everything. Okay, uh, Amory. I remember looking in the Toys R Us uh, catalog, uh-huh. and they had they had his penguin, they had, or his, his rubber ducky. They nice. had his rubber ducky. That is fantastic. We had no money, so there was not a chance <laughs> of getting that. But it was cool to see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay, Emery, you wanted to talk a little bit. You you didn't like the Prince music very. Much. I hate Prince. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. World. I don't like Prince. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, but as if the, the movie wasn't so completely dated, um, the Prince music was killing me. And like mm-hmm. it just would come in like a wave. Mm-hmm. There would be the middle of this like dark and dreary scene, dun, and then dun, all dun, of dun. a sudden, Prince music and neon paint is oh. everywhere. Yes. And dancing and throwing things and a man with a gigantic boombox following the Joker around. Well, it was the 80s. Everyone had a guy with a gigantic boombox. I am aware of that. And like I said, it's completely dated and it just like (laughs) emphasized that fact for me. And I'm like, please stop. Mm. I I was five and I had a friend with a gigantic (laughs) boombox. I think I was the friend with the (laughs) boombox. It was era appropriate, Anne-Marie. Oh, I know it was era appropriate. I am aware. I had like the white white and pink girls mm. version with the cassette tape and taping and everything off the, the TV. That's what the person would carry when they would be following the guy with the big boom box. Right. They'd be carrying the, the little The supplemental one. music. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I just couldn't handle it. It just felt really forcing. I'm with you because I would say this. I think they made scenes around the song. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it was forced to sell the soundtrack, which worked though because you said you were obsessed with the soundtrack. Oh, this, you, I don't know if you've heard Scandalous, but Scandalous might change your mind. <laughs> you, Give you know, Scandalous a shot. I, I was kind right, of curious in, in, in the art gallery scene, in the scene on the float, if Jack Nicholson was actually listening to the Prince music or they just like had some random track. Because I, I can't imagine, even though he had he had a really good deal on that movie. I can't imagine him being like, okay, I'll dance around to this po- modern pop star I- at that point right. in his career, you know? Like, but right. at, at the same time, it's a silly, big, silly character, too. So, I mean, he, I'm sure he expected ha- having to be at least a pretty, pretty goofy. Pretty goofy. Uh, the Joker. He wasn't the serious. He the was the Joker. The jokester. The jokester. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, God. just a, one, one little thing to to wrap up here. I did notice a couple of interesting uh, parallels with uh, the Joker's uh, second uh, big screen outing, and we'll get to the third one here in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, with the Dark Knight, uh, there were a few scenes that were kind of very similar, very reminiscent in the Dark Knight of of this movie. Uh, first mm-hmm. of all. Uh, Jared, uh, you mentioned this first one when uh, the uh, the Joker, when he comes in to take over the underworld, he goes to a room full of henchmen, more or less, and yeah. he, he kind of introduces himself by playing a trick on one of them that kills them. Hmm. You know, in, in, uh, yeah, in The Dark Knight, it's the pencil trick. Uh-huh. And yep. uh, in, in this one, it's the joy buzzer. And uh, then uh, the Joker's first scheme involves him killing people remotely with chemicals. Because, uh, you know, in, in this one, he's doing the whole thing with the household chemicals. And uh, then in Dark Knight, uh, he, he killed – I think it's like, what, three politicians or something. He, he uh, like, uh, poisons them uh, where the poison takes 24 hours to take effect. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, all the – these people will die at this time and then they all do and they're like oh they got poisoned or whatever yeah and uh then lastly um it, it's actually uh, again another scene you mentioned jared uh when the joker's facing down one of batman's vehicles while standing in the middle of the street mm-hmm. uh in in the dark night it was the batmobile and in this one it was the batwing yeah so just a few little parallels there uh bill bill you're, you're leaving one big one out okay okay Joker's last season, Dark Knight, is him hanging off that building. <gasps> That's true. Very he is. true. Very true. Only he doesn't fall. He because he's tied there, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I believe he's mm-hmm. hanging there by a rope. Yeah, that very good point. Very good point. He's full on lost his mind at that point. Him and Bats are staring at each other. The whole deal. Yep. Excellent. I, I knew there was a reason we had you on to talk about this. Besides <laughs> you suggesting we talk about this. <laughs> What's up? Yes. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, Amory, we're going to go ahead and skip the ad for today, I think. That's uh, fair. Uh, and it, we're going to wrap up 
talking a little bit about uh, the new uh, DC Comics movies offerings. Uh, they, they, we got some trailers at the Comic-Con. So wait, wait, wait. We're not going to do a scale? Oh, you know what? You're completely right. We have to do an arbitrary scale. Yeah, uh, Jared, uh, as a part of our wrap-up of, of a discussion of a piece of uh, fiction... Uh, generally, we do an arbitrary scale. So let's see here. Um, I'll say, and I'll start with you, Anne-Marie. Uh, out of 127 cans of Diet Coke served by Alfred, <laughs> how many cans of Diet Coke served by Alfred would you give this uh, movie? I'm going to give this movie 103 cans of Coke served by Alfred. Why is that? Because it was a good movie. Like, I mean, yeah, it's completely dated and crazy, but... It's still a really good movie, mm. but I'm bummed. I, I, I'm guessing. Anne Marie, yes. At, at the end of the day, I think you'll agree on this. You got to give it the, the point that it was a template for anything darkish that came out after. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll give it that for sure, for sure. Okay, uh, Jared Joseph. Cool. Thank you uh, on behalf of Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was sitting here looking through his IMDb, and I'm like, oh, it just it just kept getting crazier, didn't it? Then. <laughs> Jared Joseph, out of uh, 127 cans of Diet Coke served by Alfred with a with a straw in them, because you know you don't want to get a lip print on the glass. Uh, what do you give it? You said how many? 127. 27. 127. 127. 127. Well, 128, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, this movie shaped the man I'm becoming. <laughs> <laughs> the man I'm still in the process still. of being. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, as for me, I'm, yes, I'm going to give it. I, I, I'm going to give it 127. I won't give it 128 because I don't want to feel like I'm copying Jared. I, or I'll go ahead and translate that out to cans of regular Coke, which would be 194. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I, I think we can all agree. That's that we, fair. We That's enjoyed fine. the movie. It was for a sure. good movie for sure. Okay, DC comic book film. Okay, Comic-Con now we can get trailers. To that. Uh, Jared, you know what? I'll let you pick. Do you want to do uh, talk Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad first? Well, you know, let's start with the uh, the Batman Superman. Batman oh, Superman. There. Okay. Well, I, I think uh, to get some context before we actually get into the trailer, did, did you see? Man of Steel? Did you like Man of Steel? What did, What were your thoughts on I was Man of Steel? A, I was a Man of Steel fan. Excellent. I was. Excellent. You're friendly yeah. then. You're friendly then. You're not one of those guys who <laughs> had this movie. Oh, listen, I got the qualms. You know, I saw the same movie that everybody that had a problem with it saw, you mm-hmm. know, but there was enough in it for me to, to enjoy it more than take, you know, be cynical about it. Yeah. You know, I like what they did. Excellent. Excellent. Nice. Glad to hear that. Okay. So what did you think of uh, this, this big uh, Batman v Superman trailer that came out at Comic-Con, this like groundbreaking revelatory uh, trailer? That's why I saw that. When that thing dropped, I think I spent the whole day watching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, other trailers came out later that day, but, you know, I was enamored by it. I, I watched it on the, the phone, iPad, and then back on my TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, to, just to see what I missed, you know what I mean? I kept, you know, I, I didn't see the Robin suit in the first time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I want to see Bruce bulging out of that dress shirt again when he's running, <laughs> you know? It's like, I, I watched it for different reasons each time, and I was, I'm blown away by it, man. You know, it's kind of the, the thing I have... A, an issue with is I haven't seen the Gotham world yet, but you know, at least the uh, Metropolis world, it's got that video game fogginess to it, mm-hmm. which I'm not crazy about. Yeah, but anything like that. that was, you know, you know, Bruce in his in his in his house or anything like that, it just looks beautiful. It looks like a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, very. Uh interesting look at a uh, Wayne Manor there too. looks like it's, you know, been completely a bit like burned out, abandoned and everything mm-hmm. like, it, totally. it, it, yeah, we, we were kind of in the same boat. We were out at uh, Daytona beach and uh, kind of just like checking the phone. Like, is the trailer out yet? Is the trailer out yet? Is the trailer out yet? Yeah. Then we get, we get back and uh, I'm trying to find like a, some, a cell cam version of it. And then Warner brothers just goes ahead and releases it like right after the panel. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, we, pre- we proceeded to watch it about a zillion, zillion times, times. Too, for sure. What, what do you think about, uh, the the whole fact that it seems like we're dealing with a a Batman who's not at the end of his career, but he has been retired for a while, and it's kind of like maybe what we would know from the comics, like a mid level career Batman sort of thing. You know, I, I've been hugging Michael Keaton this whole this whole phone call, but I gotta say that it's gonna be cool to see a Batman or a Bruce that's ripped right out of the cartoon or the comic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I love how big Ben got. I love the gray in the hair. I love it. I I love. I can already see the reluctancy to get back into it. You know. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I 
think that's so much cooler than any kind of origin story, you know, again or yeah. like that. Catch this guy who's he doesn't want to do it. You know, <laughs> he's, he's tired. Got, he's you know, old. He's he's, he's tired, retired. Man. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that I think it, it looks looks promising, man. It really does. You. Yeah, well, I uh, for for one, you you mentioned uh, you know Bruce Wayne straight out of the comics. Did, in the scene where he's like running towards the falling building, does he not remind you of Bruce Wayne from Batman the Animated Series? Like he looks like it, yes. like some <laughs> they used him as a model to make that character almost. Oh, it's him! It's him! One hundred percent! It's the jaw. Yeah, he has the Batman cartoon jaw. Ooh, in, in like, like, I mean, look at that 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 vest and that that shirt. It's gonna rip. And he, yes. he goes for a hug. That thing's gonna rip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, it also, his his angry face when he's like looking at the newspaper, like you let your family die or whatever, and yes. then he gets that angry face. I'm like, oh. Well, and it's the deter. It's the trying to figure out what all of those little things mean because we don't know this Batman yet. Mm-hmm. This is a whole new yeah. Batman. You know, yes, we have Man of Steel, whatever. I slept through the last 20 minutes, whatever. I'll watch <laughs> it. Um, but we don't have the Batman yet. This mm-hmm. is the introduction to him yeah. and finding out yeah. what family are they referring to? Is it his employees? Is it an actual family? Did he actually settle down and have a family? Like, yeah, because there has been speculation with that too. Cause like the uh, little girl. Yeah. Yeah. The little girl and stuff like it may, maybe he had a family going on, mm-hmm. you know, around that time maybe they were in that building to fell you know maybe yes. that's why he quit being the batman exactly yeah. so many things I, I got a few questions though i got a few questions right. um jesse eisenberg and that hair um Oof. that's just that's not even a full question but that's my general <laughs> question <laughs> see i like it you know if anybody could tell me more that'd be great um <laughs> okay well are you aware of uh the role that lex luther's baldness uh played in his silver age origin i am i am uh my my only thing is that a it's a younger lex right like nobody was yeah. really expecting that with casting when this were starting mm-hmm. um i know it ain't his real hair <laughs> but i i want to see that end of the film bald take on it that uh that jesse's done but I, i'm just the jury's still out for this lex for me yeah mostly like, the age not the hair i i'm pretty sure we're gonna get that considering the first promo shot they, re- they released of him he did have the bald head mm. or at least it looked like right. maybe not completely bald Pull but like back. mostly shaved down okay uh but the the thing is is like uh, i i i think uh you, you know while he does he doesn't become super big enemies with superman because of the baldness i think it's a constant reminder to him of well in the silver age it was uh basically superman saves him from a lab explosion but in the process destroying a new form of life that lex had created mm-hmm. so every time he looks at his bald head in the mirror he sees that life form that uh-huh. he had created that super, in his mind superman destroyed predictably right. And so I, I guess my question is, Bill, mm-hmm. can he can he get evil? I I, I can think Jesse Eisenberg get evil. I think so. I think if nothing else, his, his well, he might not be like overtly like mustache twirly evil. I think his hubris will make him do evil things because yeah. he definitely comes across as a guy. And this is Lex Luthor through and through a guy who's just he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room because he usually is. He loves the sound of his own voice. He loves when he's clever. Mm-hmm. You know, that the, the whole the red capes are coming thing. You can you can, you can hear his, you can yeah. hear in his voice there that he's just so pleased with himself that he kind of came up with this kind of cool catchphrase or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound convinced on that. No, one. no, you're, you're making great points, actually. You know, and, and what I did see of him, I really liked. But there's got to mm-hmm. be a juxtaposition by the end of the movie of. Okay, he's gone full Lex. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, and I, uh, I, I, yeah. I'm anticipating nothing less than than him being like completely, you know, because the basic setup for him is he's going to be kind of like running like Lex Corp's kind of like uh, uh, internet startup more mm-hmm. or less, or that kind of company. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think by the end of it, he's going to be disgraced, downtrodden, probably in jail, ready to break out for the Justice League movie or wherever he shows up next. <laughs> Right. So, I, I actually, I kind of almost think, uh, you know, w- what we see with uh, the Robin suit in the Batcave and everything with the, the, you know, jokes on you, Batman. Jokes on you, Batman. Aha. Uh, but I, I, I kind of think that uh, there's there's going to be a secret Joker appearance at the end of this movie because I know they're still doing some reshoots on this movie and, and some shooting on this movie. So I could totally see them bringing in Jared Leto for like the big climactic battle because – I mean, in the comic books, anytime Batman and Superman face off, the vill- for the first time, uh, the villains are almost always Lex Luthor and the Joker. They have to have yep. them both. 
they have to have them both or it just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, it'll work. It'll, it'll, work. it'll be good enough. But we need to have the Joker. Yeah. We need it. We need Leto. I, I, I want to see Jesse Eisenberg react to Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want his opinion on it. <laughs> I, what, what do you think about uh, Jared? About the whole, the, the whole theme of of like a you know the world not trusting Superman and Batman you know kind of being okay with that and maybe trying to bring Superman down a peg or two and everything. One what do you think us, about that? I I dig that man. I really mm. do. Um, well, I remember like one of the early synopsis. I don't know if they were official or whatnot. It was basically Bruce saying, "Tone it down a notch," you know, like. Mm-hmm. I've done this before. Don't make my mistakes. I, I think there's a big, big level of that that's going to be in the film. But I think we're going to spend a good portion of it being pretty pissed off about what happened to Man of Steel, you know? And, and oh, yeah. I think in, in the real world, most people would not be in favor of this guy that's going to knock your condo down when he gets, you know, <laughs> right. when somebody jaywalks. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, yeah I, I, I like that. Cool. Yeah, and at the same time, it seems like they kind of ha- have uh, different aspects where, like, you know, while some people hate him for it, other people are worshiping him because they're like, oh my goodness, this is God level character who, or person right. who, who, who exists on our world now. We should worship him. Right. Why not? Right. But but uh, definitely they like the the one frame from this trailer that stuck out to me is like okay they're finally doing the comics as movies now mm-hmm. is the protesters with like a you know like the God hates aliens God signs hates and aliens. yeah like like that's that has been a, a very common theme in the Superman comics since the seventies yeah uh, a writer always in- yeah. 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 One of my yeah, favorite extension of the the Christ parallels and you know mm-hmm. the the minority parallels. It's just an extension on that. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but, but it, I'm so I, I wish it was coming out this year like originally yes. planned. Like I, I'm just like ready for it. I, I need Batman v Superman in my life. I think part of the reason, like, well, like you said, they're still doing reshoots. Mm-hmm. At this point, there's no way they would have been able to have. It could be because of trying to pull in the Jared Leto character into mm-hmm. some of it, because now they're in. Aren't they into like main shooting of that? Yeah. Well, I think I think they I, should be wrapping though. Yeah, yeah I, I almost want to say that he, Leto hasn't been making a lot of it. He hasn't been in a lot of the onset pictures that they've been coming out with recently. They're and, not going to uh, want to. They're going to be behind. He hasn't been in a lot of the press stuff for it. So, like, I I don't know if he's done on that or not, but. Uh, I, you I know what, Bill, man? What's that? I, I, this is my guess. We'll probably get a little little Easter egg, you know, a little Marvel-esque end of credits. Mm-hmm. Get ready for a Suicide Squad kind of deal. Do you know what I mean? Or, uh, oh, yeah. The next picture's coming soon. We're going to get something like that, if not a, a full standalone scene. Yeah, like I, I could At totally... the very least. I could totally see it ending with, uh, you know, the Joker in the jail cell and then Suicide Squad opening with the Joker in the jail cell kind of thing. Right. Or like uh, their first action is to like break him out or something like that. I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. I, right. So I, I guess we should go ahead and transition to talking about uh, the second offering uh, DC Comics has uh, released a trailer for Suicide Squad. What, what did you think of this one, Jared? Again. Hammered. <laughs> Hammered. Like these. Just film trailers come out all the time, and, and you watch them, and you kind of forget about them, and then right. they're like, these are three months later, and then you go watch it or whatever. Right. But this, this just like the one we were just talking about, is like, come to me. You know, I want it now. <laughs> yes. And yes. I haven't felt that in so long. It's it's so so cool, man. You know, I, I've been I've been watching you know the films from the, the other universe. Mm-hmm. And, and and they're great. They have they have their charm, but I kind of know what I'm getting when I you know what right. I'm going to get at the end. And yeah, I'm going to get a, a, a charming comedy, and then I'm going to go home. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to get with these movies, and that's what excites me, man. Oh yeah, it, like all of these movies, like like uh, so so far, they they seem like they they all have a unique voice and. Versus uh, the other companies' movies, Marvel movies, <laughs> like they they de- these definitely feel like firmly uh, made for grownups, right? Like like these are not any movie you're gonna watch, see a trailer for on TV and be like, oh, I could take my kid to see that. You're you're thinking, oh, wait a second, I want to keep my kid away from that until he's far, old far enough to away, handle yes. it. Yes, yeah, and, and, and I don't want to get too far off track with this point, but you know, the Nolan films were great. But at the same time, people talk about them being dark. I don't feel like they were dark. I felt like they were British. I felt like they were Bond mm-hmm. films, you know? So in that kind of oh, yeah. paper, okay. they, they live well. But mm-hmm. with, with what I just saw from these trailers, the Suicide Squad especially, is like, this is going to be sickening. Do you know what I mean? There's going to be stuff in here that rubs you the wrong way. And I haven't seen that in one of these films in a long time, man. I'm excited for it. 
Oh yeah, it, it it'll be nice to get a to get a comic book movie that's kind of disturbing, you know, like uh, yeah. Like, I I don't know if I should be watching this. I mean, it makes me feel I need a I need a grown up. I need a grown up because uh, Jared Leto is <laughs> up there doing his best uh, Shining uh, reference. <laughs> right, um, right. Even Harley hanging from the the, uh, the keys oh. with the you know all the towels hanging off her and stuff mm. like that, yes. the bandages. I'm like that's already the darkest thing I've ever seen in my life. Look at that. You know, oh, definitely. I'm excited. Cirque de Soleil, Harley. Yes. I, what did you think? Yeah. Of, what did you think about uh, Killer Croc? How they're doing Killer Croc? Because I guess that's all practical. Like it's a, it's mostly makeup and everything. Like I, I thought it was a pretty interesting look for him. He looks almost like a retired boxer or something like that. Yeah, I felt like his look was kind of the one that uh, really establishes like what world they're going for because everyone else is fairly human you know mm-hmm. uh, they got they got their things and they got their look about them but this is the one like oh this guy's like legitimately supernatural okay got it yeah. you know mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of gonna open up that pandora's box for that kind of stuff i i i was surprised when i first saw it the picture mm-hmm. prior to the, the trailer is like okay so he's he's really got something what is it <laughs> you know but mm-hmm. you know it, it you know it actually there's a movie that came out years ago, man. It was Punisher Warzone. I don't know if you saw it. I, 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 yeah, I saw that one. It was it was sadistic and it had like the fluorescent lighting and I, I noticed a lot of it in this movie and uh, people had these crazy looks and stuff like that and you know they kind of went unexplained. But I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with it. But it, it looks cool. It could have been CGI. It could have been a guy with leprosy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I definitely think I, you know, he'll definitely bring in kind of like a. Yeah, like the metahuman element to it and then uh, there's another character the Enchantress who's going to be in it who will bring in kind of like the magic side of the DC universe too mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about because that's never really been shown on film before like, true because I, I mean magic is like a it, it's a big deal in the DC universe they even had a oh I forget the uh, fantasy author's name but they had like one of the premier fantasy authors come in and write like a big thousand page bible of how like magic works in the DC universe and these mm-hmm. are the rules and these are the major players mm-hmm. and all this stuff but uh, overall, like the, this trailer, it feels like, you know, Batman v Superman is kind of their, okay, these are the, the three biggest heroes because we never really talked about Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, we kind of ignored that. <laughs> well, it's, it seems like she's going to be in for the she last battle. Anyway. Yeah. She, she does. She, does, she looks awesome. But, uh, you know, but that's going to be our big kind of like play. And, you know, this is our setup for the big Justice League that we're doing in a couple of years. And then I feel like Suicide Squad is coming in. And this is going to give some texture to the universe to give some more mm-hmm. context for once we get to that Justice League. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Right. It's, yeah. It's, it's kind of like Amanda Waller's uh, first first uh, first lines, you know, where she says, oh, you know, it loose to Superman opening it up for these guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to kind of get with Back to the Killer Croc thing. It's like all that's going to be explained. It's not just this guy from this planet. There's mm-hmm. other oddities out there, you know. I think that's cool. Oh, yeah. And, and that, that's definitely something they took from the comics, too, because the post-crisis comics, because, uh, well, well there, there is a bit of a history back there with, like, a Golden Age World War II superheroes, but mm-hmm. they're, they've kind of been forgotten about when Superman steps on the stage back in uh, the Man of Steel miniseries back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, within, like, a year of him showing up, all these other metahumans start pop- popping up, and that's how the Justice League forms. So it's, it's cool to see that they're kind of bringing it back to the comics that way. Mm-hmm. It, like... If, if nothing else, like both of these trailers, just it feels like the comic book DC universe I grew up with mm-hmm. on film with real people, and I never thought real it was people, happen. yay, yeah. Like I, I just never, yeah. I never thought it was going to happen. I'm so happy it is. You pleased so far? Oh, definitely, definitely. Like I, I, yeah. I don't think I've seen anything that has me worried, like at all. Yeah, yeah. And I guess we should, we should uh, end this on uh, Leto's Joker. What did you think of uh, Leto's Joker overall? What do you think about the grill and the tattoos and all the controversy about those? I, I trust the actor. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I do. I trust the guy. You know, he's he's great. Um, you know, we were talking about Joker from the beginning of this thing, and it's obviously not my Joker. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm married to Jack. You know, so, uh, I'm I'm up to any take beyond that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the, the tattoo is not not a huge fan. The grill, I get it. Maybe he has a little uh, you know cannibal thing going on. But I'm just interested to see what it is. I'm not going to write anything off. I'll let anything off anymore, man. Yeah. See, what, what I've been thinking with it with uh, the grill and everything is just, like I have a feeling. You know, if uh, if like it appears to be, if Joker killed Robin, then I. 
I wouldn't put it past uh, old Ben Affleck to bust out the Joker's teeth, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and this is probably a little time past when, whenever that happens. Right. So that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm super excited. And yeah, Leto's always had a, he's had a reputation of being the guy who's kind of uh, super sexy slash creepy a little bit. Yes. And kinda, kinda yes. Bad that is a perfect, de- yeah. perfect definition. <laughs> that is a perfect definition. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, like any actor in the world, he's, he's had some hits and some misses, man. But you mm. know, one thing he goes for it. Every time, mm-hmm. so every time. Yeah, and I, de- I definitely feel like they're taking a lot of a like a Sid and Nancy kind of influence for him and Harley in this movie, which I'm totally, which I'm super pumped about too. That's a great point. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess an extra long episode tonight, but I like it. Great conversation, Jared. Thank you so much for joining yes, us. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, hey, it's meant the world. Thanks, guys. Oh yeah, th- thank you very much. And uh, as always, uh, well, you can follow Jared on Twitter at Jared Joseph. We'll have the link in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com. Catch him on the 100 when it comes back. Woo-hoo. And uh, he, he gets around. He's on other stuff too. Go to his IMDb page. Stock everything he, he he's on. Go watch this guy. <laughs> He's stock great. him yes that's the that's what we want to leave people ba- with yeah, basically, stock him. basically we're, we're wrapping up here thank you so much jerry joseph now we're going to send a bunch of stalkers after you i hope you appreciate it. that's all right anybody that wants to listen to me yell or read, read me yell on twitter is okay. oh yeah it, it, this guy a uh, must follow on twitter he, he hilarious I I, I I i i especially when it gets to be about like four or five in the morning and you're still tweeting those those are the oh, best man. ones. Those are the best ones. Yeah. He's like, those I'm are the tweets man. I want to delete. <laughs> okay, Amory, yeah. where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at AMDSimone. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow all the podcasts we do at uh, universebox.com. And uh, if you want to pick up uh, one of the superhero stories I write, write uh, you can go to uh, dogboyadventures.com. Whole series of books. They're kind of fun. You might enjoy them. Pretty good. Okay. Well, I guess that. There's a chest doesn't. mouth. Yeah, there's a chest mouth. There's a chest mouth. That's creepy. A abdominus dentia. I don't like really. Okay. But uh, we'll be back uh, with another commentary next week. And I'm sure we'll have uh, more commentaries and then a spoiler. Another spoiler, spoiler party, party before the season starts. We're talking about uh, doing another charity thing. Maybe yes. Some other there might be another podcast. charity thing with DCTV podcast. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, so uh, join us next time for more. Legends of Gotham. <laughs> much. Turned it off as I'm I cut singing. Off the music. Sorry about that. Burr, burr. Now I look even more crazy than usual.